Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the show. Okay, so last week we ended with a question about our dish routine and somebody mentioned, they remember years ago, back in like 20, 2019, probably 2019, 2020, where I said, you know, every night I just finish loading up the dishes, run the dishwasher, unload it in the morning, like clockwork and it's amazing. And she's like, okay, I've been trying to do this and it doesn't work for me. And I haven't given you guys an update on my dish routine since then because I just, I haven't thought of it, but here's a a few things that you need to know. Your routines are going to change based on the season of life that you're in, based on the ages of your kids, the abilities of your kids. So if I ever tell you that this is what I do, assume that this is what I do for right now, because it's going to change. So five years ago, or yeah, five years ago in 2019, when I shared that we had three big kids, we had a baby or I was pregnant and you know, one, maybe one baby. And so my, those big kids were at school most of the day. My husband was working outside of the house most of the day. And so that like dish routine worked for us. It's like load up whatever is there during the day from snacks and whatever breakfast, finish loading it up at dinner, run it, wash pots and pans, unload it in the morning, like super easy. That worked really well. But now it's more complicated because I work from home. My husband works from home. My big kids are bigger. Um, The two little girls are home pretty much most of the day. Uh, And we eat all of our meals from home. So we've got like breakfast for more people, bigger people, older people, hungrier people, kids who do sports and athletics, lunches at home, myself, my husband, my girls. Um, also being in school really isn't as full-time as people make it seem. It's very part-time. It's really only half the year and it's a short portion of the day. So, um, we're making breakfast, we're making lunch, and then we're making dinner. But in addition to that, my big kids also have pretty much free reign over cooking and baking their own food, which they like to do. My daughter loves to bake. So she bakes on a whim. My son, doesn't like to bake, but you know, he likes to make his, <laughs> whatever it is that he makes tater tots and whatever in the middle of the night on a weekend. And so there's just more dishes and more things happening. So this is our basic dish routine for right now. And I'm going to start at the end of the day because that's the easiest place to start. When I tell you about the nightly reset in a couple episodes, you'll understand what I'm talking about and why I'm, t- why I'm starting at the end of the day. So after dinner, my son, he is 12 and he's been doing the dishes every night for a couple of years now, maybe like two or three years. He washes, he unloads the dishwasher. 
He puts all of the dishes into the dishwasher, you know, rinses them off, cleans them off, whatever, washes pots and pans, and then runs it so that in the morning, I empty the dishwasher. And by that point, when I get to there, there's dishes left over from snacks that big kids got over the night or that my husband had or whatever, you know, after dinner. Um, and that's okay. But there's dishes ready to go into the dishwasher in the morning. So I unload it in the morning, put those in there, put breakfast dishes in there, make lunch, fill up the dishwasher again and run it midday so that when we get to dinner at the, you know, when it's my son's turn to handle the dishes, he can unload the dishwasher again and do the dinner dishes and kind of reset. So it's a faster cycle right now. Like we go through a lot of dishes, but what has stayed the same is we still have a daily set of dishes. So we have at least a set of seven. Um, Right now we have a set of 12 dishes. And this is one thing that you might have heard me talk about years ago is like we have one set of dishes per person. We have a small plate, we have a bowl, and we have a large plate. And when you have a family of five eating, really four because the toddler and the baby didn't use them, a set of six dishes was enough for us. Like we could get through a whole day with a small plate, bowl, big plate, do the dishes, put them away, and have enough without it being so much that we can act like we can't get behind on dishes. In our house, we have a self-correcting dish system where we only have enough dishes to like meet our daily needs. We can't get behind on dishes. We can't let dishes stay in the sink because if we don't, we won't have dishes to use later. And we don't use paper plates. I just never have. Um I don't, I'm not going to say that I have any like moral reasons for not using paper plates. I just haven't, to be honest, probably because it's expensive. And why would I, why would I do that to myself? Um, <laughs> I can just use the dishes that we have and we have a good system. So when you have good systems and when you have a manageable amount of stuff, the chances or the, 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 your need to go use things like paper plates reduces because you have self-correcting systems that are sustainable. So that's our current dish system, um, our current dish routine. And of course, then within that, like there are smaller habits, like after every meal, the kids clear their dishes. After every snack, the kids clear their dishes. Do I have to remind them sometimes? Yes. More often than I wish? Totally. Because I just wish that I didn't have to do it at all. But that's the reality. You're going to have to remind your kids to clear their dishes. Depending on their ages, my big kids never have, I never have to remind them anymore, but my little kids, yeah, they're six and four. Like I have to remind them pretty much daily. And I know that it will become, you know, automatic for them to do that. Um, My big kids, when they do things like baking and cooking, sometimes I do have to remind them, hey, you made these, you made this mess. You need to clean it up, right? Like you decided to bake. It's not fair to make your brother clean up your baking mess. That was an extra thing that you did. So um, it gets more complex, right? But some things when your kids get older get simpler, right? <laughs> and it's it's simpler to have my son doing the dishes. It's simpler for my kids to be doing their own laundry. But um, yeah, that that's how we do dishes. Somebody had asked. And so <laughs> there you go. There's the answer. So let's move on to this week's Q&A uh, that I'm excited about. So this one is actually, I pulled this from the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group, and I'm going to put the post into the description if you want to go read it, because you might be interested in it. Now, the thing that I love about the Motherhood Simplified group is that while I do my best to make this podcast like a 
you know, a, a community style event where I'm not just like talking to me, like, here's all my ideas, like, listen to me. Um, the motherhood simplified group is just easier to do that because you all can interact with each other. So I pulled this question from there. You can go check it out if you are interested. And I think that you might be. So she says, Families with six or more members, please show me how you keep your shoes. (laughs) So obviously on a podcast, I can't show you how I keep our shoes because we are a family of seven and we live in the Midwest and we have all kinds of shoe needs. But on that post are 186 comments from moms like you who are families of six or more sharing how they store their shoes. And there are some nice, helpful things in there, like practical things. There are some more extravagant things where people build little locker and cubby systems. There are some funny ones where people say, oh, bad news. We don't do that. And then there's just a pile of shoes. Um, So there's lots of suggestions in there. If you want to go get ideas on how you can organize your shoes, I'm sure out of 186 comments, you can find something in there that's helpful for you. So uh, this tip that I'm going to give is a tip that I have shared since I started Motherhood Simplified and I, I stand by it, okay? And I'm gonna tell you that I stand by this no matter what house we've lived in, we've done this. No matter what climate we've lived in, we've done this. So that's Alaska, Florida, Idaho, Southern California, and now the Midwest. So for our family in our entry space, the only shoes that we keep in there I'm going to give a caveat to this, but are a daily pair of shoes and then a seasonal pair of shoes. So seasonal shoes for us look like either boots or sandals, depending on the season. And a daily pair of shoes, like a pair of tennis shoes, or, you know, for winter, my, my girls everyday pair of shoes are like kind of these little hiking boot type things, like cute little pink hiking boots that aren't quite tennis shoes, but they're, they're slightly bigger for cold, wet weather. You know what I mean? So down there, there's at most 14 pair of shoes at any given time. Now, when we have lived in smaller houses, that's all we had at all. Right now, my big kids will keep their extra shoes in their bedrooms because we have room for that. They can keep them in their closet, in their bedrooms, and we set that up so that they have a space to put their shoes. They also are responsible for buying any extra shoes outside of the everyday and seasonal shoes that we buy them. So... That's just something that we have chosen to do as a family. For my younger girls, the same is true, but I will not lie. These younger two, (laughs) I would blame my husband for this fully, but I can't because I bought the cute pink shoes. But we we got them cute extra pink shoes. So they have, you know, these, uh, their everyday pair of shoes. They have their winter boots. And then we got them these cute little pink boots. I I saw them, I spotted them and wanted to get them for them because they're adorable. And I want to tell you that because while I do believe in practically limiting yourself, you know, like as parents, we'll buy you everyday shoes and seasonal shoes. Like we'll do that and and that's enough. And then every now and then we want to splurge and, you know, get you something cute, like these cute boots. So you don't have to take this and be like, I'm limited. I can't ever get my kids cute things. But if you're struggling with shoes chances are you have probably purchased every pair of shoe that you find cute, or you've said yes to every pair of hand-me-down shoes, or you've purchased every pair of really cute thrift store or discount clearance shoe, and you probably have too much. If you go to church, you might also include, you know, seasonal shoes, 
everyday shoes and church shoes, but we don't go to church. So we don't need church shoes. But, um, for the most part, the, the, the best thing you can do is be purposeful in how you purchase shoes, be purposeful and purchase the things that you need practically, and then see how much room that takes up. How much room do you have to add things like fun, cute shoes? I didn't do that kind of stuff with you know, my other kids when they were teeny tiny because we didn't have the space, we didn't have the budget. We also lived in Florida, so there wasn't a need for boots or anything like that. You couldn't even wear boots because it was way too hot. And so it just wasn't a thing. But right here in the house that we're in right now, we do have space for it. We do have, you know, wiggle room in the budget for it. And so I do it. And that's, you know, the point of anything that I teach is not to be super hardcore and limit yourself and not let yourself live and enjoy your life at all. That's not what it's about. Um, it's just about number one, staying within your means, staying within your limits, staying within your physical space. And then what do you have room for outside of that? And what do you want to add in? There's been a lot of times in my life where even just a few years ago, we did have physical space to add more things in, but I didn't want to, because I didn't want to spend the time managing it. I didn't want to buy, you know, I don't want to spend our money on that stuff. I just didn't want to do it. And so that's really the value of being intentional with your shoes. <laughs> so in our, in our house, we just have a closet. We haven't had houses. Not all of our houses have had shoe closets. So we've had to get creative with some options. And that's why I would recommend going and checking out the motherhood simplified group and that link. If you want creative ideas, or if you want to share your space and ask for ideas, that's a really good approach to in the group. That's what we recommend is because so, sometimes we'll get questions like this, right? So show me how you keep your shoes. She's looking for help. And one thing that we often suggest as admins in the group is, can you show us a, you know, a photo of your space now? Because there's a million ways that you can store shoes, but we might give you suggestions that don't work for your space, right? If you don't have space to build a locker, then our suggestion isn't going to be good for you. But of course, people do love to share their stuff. So comment, you know, posts like this tend to get a lot of traction anyway. Um, but you are welcome to do that in the group. Say, this is the space that I have. This is the amount of people that we have. How would you set this up? And you'll get really good feedback because the group is amazing. And it has it has always been like that. We have really top-notch women in there um, giving support and ideas. So go check that out if you would like. Now let's wrap this up with a fun question. Okay. I love this question. So she says, hey, Krista, how do you handle all of your makeup and skincare products? I have spent so much money on lotions, products, and just really expensive bottles of things. I like a lot of it, and it is so painful to think about just throwing it away, but I haven't found anywhere that accepts donations of products like this. Help. <laughs> okay, so I will start off by saying, if you are looking for like complicated skincare routines and makeup, um, I don't I don't have that, and I never really have. I go through phases where I want to like try things. But here's what I've learned like about a decade ago, even before I was doing decluttering. And that is that the beauty industry in general loves to sell women a dream in a bottle. Okay. They will sell you anything to tell you that you will have less wrinkles. You'll have younger skin. You'll be more vibrant. You'll be glowy. You'll be whatever this, that, and, and all of these things. And I don't know what it is, but when I look at it, most of the time, I'm just like, 
you are a liar and you, <laughs> and, and, and I just, I don't know. I, I, I am not the type of person who's ever really been into big skincare or makeup routines. However, that's not to say that I don't ever want to try things or branch out. And I do have a daughter who loves it. Like she is the opposite of me. She loves it. She loves products. She loves makeup. She loves the creative expression of it. And so if that's you, which I'm guessing this, this question is like, you love the creative expression of it. You like using it. It, it makes you feel positive and excited and you like it. So here would be my suggestion. Number one is just stop Actually, you know what? I'm not supposed to answer this until next week. <gasps> when I brainstormed out these this new podcast format, it was like, I will end it with a question and then I will answer on the next one to keep you coming back because I love getting, I love the podcast and I love it when you come into the group and talk about what you hear on the podcast or email me about the podcast. So you know what? I'm going to finish this question on the next episode, but it's hard for me to remember to stop talking and tell you on the next episode. <laughs> so if you want to hear uh, skincare and makeup and decluttering tips, tune in to the next episode. Okay, I'll see you there. <laughs>Before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.